Chapter Two of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Blanchard. The Homesteader by Oscar Mugeau. Epoch the Fourth. The Foreclosure. Early in July, when the drought had burnt the crops to a crisp and plant life was beyond redemption, the banks, trust, and insurance companies, holding notes secured by mortgagees against the land and stock of Jean Baptiste, began proceedings for a foreclosure. He read with cold perspiration upon his forehead the notices that appeared in the papers. Attachments were filed against all he personally possessed in Gregory County, as well as in Tip County. The fact that he had not had his sister's homestead transferred to him and that she had just made proof that summer was a relief to him now and with a sigh he laid down the newspapers containing the notices it was no surprise since he had been threatened with such for many months he regarded it therefore as unavoidable but when the grim reality of the situation dawned upon him it weakened him never had he dreamed that it would come to this he took mental inventory of his possessions and what he could lay claim to and he happened to think about his wife's homestead. On this he had made his home since her departure, and no trouble had been given him. While the local land office had rendered a decision in her favour, the contestee had taken an appeal to the general land office and the commissioner, and upon being represented by an attorney, the local land office's decision had been reversed. It had been up to him then to go further, which he had done by appealing the case to the highest office in the land department, the Secretary of the Interior, and here it rested. To do this, he had agreed to pay the attorney $300 to win, and $100 in the event he should not. The latter amount he had paid, and so the case stood. He had formulated no plans regarding it beyond this as to how he would continue to hold it since now it was a settled fact in his mind that he and the woman he had married were parted forever but poverty accompanied by crop failures for three years was a general and accepted thing now and the fact that he was being foreclosed occasioned no comment and at least he could continue on without intensely feeling the attendant disgrace it was at this juncture in life that a new thought came to jean baptiste in all his life he had been a thinker a practical thinker a prolific thinker moreover a great reader into the bargain so the thought that struck him now was writing perhaps he could write if so then what would he write so in the days that followed gradually a plot formed in his mind and when he had decided he chose that he could write his own story, his life of hell, the work of an evil power. Of writing he knew little, and the art of composition appeared very difficult, but of thought this he had plenty. Well, after all, that was the most essential. If one has thoughts to express, it is possible to learn very soon some method of construction. So after some weeks of speculation, he bought himself a tablet some pencils and took up the art of writing 
he found no difficulty in saying something. The first day he wrote ten thousand words. The next day he reversed the tablet and wrote ten thousand more. In the next two days he rewrote the twenty thousand, and on the fifth day he tore it into shreds and threw it to the winds. He had raised a little wheat, and when the foreclosures had been completed and the wheat had been threshed, he sowed a large portion of the seed back into the ground on three hundred acres of ground upon which the crop that year had failed. According to the law of the state, when a foreclosure is completed, the party of the first party may redeem the land within one year from the date of the foreclosure, or, better still, he may pay the interest and taxes at the end of the year from the date of the foreclosure, and have still another year in which to redeem the land. So it is to be seen that if Jean-Baptiste could pay his interest and taxes one year from this time, he would have two years in all to redeem his lost fortunes. Hence, in seeding a large acreage of wheat, he hoped for the best. The years, however, had been too adverse to now expect any returns when a crop was sown, and it had been merely good fortune that he had happened to secure the means with which to sow another, for credit there was for few any more. When this was done, there was nothing to do but listen to the wind that blew dry still, although the protracted drought had been broken by light autumn rains, so took up his pencil and fell to the task of writing again. Through the beautiful, windy autumn days, he laboured at his difficult task, the task of telling a story. The greatest difficulty he encountered was he thought faster than he could write. Therefore, he often broke off right in the middle of a sentence to relate an incident that would occur to him to tell of something else. But at last he had written something that could be termed a story. He took what appeared to him to be quite sufficient for a book to a friend who had voiced an interest in his undertaking. In fact, although he had said nothing about it, the news had spread that he was writing a story of the country and everybody became curious. Of course they were not aware of his limited knowledge of the art of composition. To them, a patriotic, boosting people, despite the ravages of drought which had swept the country, this was a new kind of boost, a subtle method of advertising the country. So everybody began looking for the appearance of his story in all the leading magazines. The fact helped the news dealers considerably. But to return to Jean-Baptiste and the story he was writing. The friend was baffled when he saw so many tablets and such writing. He pretended to be too busy at the time to consider it and sent him to another, but it was a long time before he found anyone who was willing to attempt to rearrange his scribbled thoughts. But a lawyer who needed the wherewithal finally condescended to risk the task, and into it he plunged. He staggered along with much difficulty, and managed to complete half of it by Christmas. The remainder was corrected by a woman, who proved even more efficient than the lawyer notwithstanding the fact that she was not as well trained. Besides, Jean-Baptiste was a quick wit, and he soon saw where he was most largely in error, so he was very helpful in reconstructing the plot. 
and early in the next year he had some sort of story to send the rounds of the publishers and here was the next great problem he had while writing and before read of the difficulties in getting a manuscript accepted for publication but like most writers in putting forth their first literary efforts he was of the opinion that what he had written was so different from the usual line of literature offered the publishers that it must therefore receive preference over all so with its completion he wrapped it carefully and sent it to a chicago publisher while he sighed with relief it seemed a long time before he heard from it but in a few days he received a letter stating that his manuscript had been received and would be carefully examined and also thanking him for sending it to them well that sounded very encouraging he thought so he took hope anew that it would be accepted in the meantime he was questioned daily as to when and where it would appear he was mentioned in the local newspapers and much speculation was the issue many inquired if he had featured them in the story and were cheered if he said that he had while others showed their disappointment when advised that they had not been mentioned but with one and all there was shown him deep appreciation of his literary effort so anxious did he become to receive their decision that as the days passed and he waited patiently he finally went to town to board until he could receive a reply and as time passed he became more and more nervous at last his anxiety reached a point where he was positive that if he received an adverse decision it would surely kill him therefore he would entertain no possibility of a rejection it must be accepted and that was final added to this he took note of all the publicity he had been accorded with regard to the same how would he be able to face these friends if they failed to accept the book tell them that it had been rejected as unavailable this fact worried him considerably and made him persist in his own mind that the company would accept it some of his less practical creditors extended his obligation anticipating that his work would net him the necessary funds for settlement the question of acceptance they did not know enough about to consider so it went the time passed and he could scarcely wait until the stage reached the little town where he now received his mail he was never later than the second at the post office window he had read in a jack london's martin eden that an acceptance meant a long thin envelope well that was the kind he watched for but of course he estimated it was possible for it to come in another form of envelope so he wouldn't take that too seriously still if such an envelope should be handed him he would breathe easier until it was opened and then one day the letter came the postmaster who knew everybody's business regarded the publisher's name in the upper left-hand corner and said there she is now read it aloud baptiste muttered something about that not being the one and got out of the office his heart was pounding like a trip hammer for while he had concluded that a long thin envelope would not necessarily mean an acceptance his was a short one and he was greatly excited he went blindly down the street turned at the corner and sought a quiet place a livery barn 
Herein he found an empty stall that was dark enough not to be seen, and still afforded sufficient light to read in. He nervously held the letter for some minutes, afraid to open and read the contents, and tried to stop the violent beating of his heart. At last, with forced courage, he broke the seal, drew the letter forth, and read, Mr. Jean-Baptiste. Dear Sir, As per our statement of some time ago, regarding the manuscript you were so kind as to send us, beg to advise that the same has been carefully examined, and we regret to state has been found unavailable for our needs. We are therefore returning the same to you today by express, regretting that we cannot write you more favourably, but thanking you for bringing this to our attention. Believe us to be cordially and sincerely yours. A. C. McGraw and Co. He gazed before him at nothing for some minutes. He was trying to believe he had read a wrong. So he read it again. No, it read just the same as it had before. It was done. His last opportunity for redemption seemed to be gone. He turned and staggered from the barn and went blindly up the street. At the corner, he met the deputy sheriff, who approached him jovially, and then gave him another shock when he said, I've got a writ here, Baptiste, and will be glad to have you tell me where this stuff is of yours so I can go and get it. He raised his hand to his forehead then, and began thinking he had to do something, for although all his land had been foreclosed on, he had two years to redeem the same. But this writ, well, the man was there to take the stock, then. End of chapter 2 Epoch the Fourth The Foreclosure